Lead destroys from inside. It's not visible. Like you don't see a bruise or a cut or something. Uh, so it's very challenging to tell people you cannot, it's not visible, but it is damaging. That's Kavya Domakunda. The program manager for Childhood Lead Poisoning Prevention Program. We're here in Houston, America's fourth largest city by population and second largest by land area. But some of that land, the actual earth itself, poses a threat to those living on it. Kavya let me know that lead is everywhere. And families she works with are surprised to find out just how common it is. She explained that lead poisoning affects a child's neurological system and stunts development. It's a heavy metal, so it settles in your body. It doesn't go away. Specifically, we discussed the risk of lead in soil. If they're living in an older home, which is built pre-1978, if there's chipping, flaking paint, and if it falls around the house, and if it's bare soil around the house, and if kids are playing in, the, in that soil, then you do see some cases. It is difficult sometimes uh, kind of explaining to parents how it affects their child. The program has educated more than 20,000 people by going to parent-teacher organizations, local churches, and community fairs. But I don't know if we have done enough. I think we have to do more. But I met two guys who are trying to do more about it. And they're betting on an unlikely hero. A hero from the lowest of places. That hero? Mushrooms. Oh, those are our dogs. They just actually, we rescued them just recently from a... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a soil nerd. That's Danny Wilson. He runs a compost business called Farm Dirt with some help. It's Frank, we're in Fifth Ward. I just made special dirt. I made soil. Frank's been working with Danny for about four years. They make soil, really good dark black soil, full of life. And that life is really what defines soil. Uh, soil is living. Dirt is, uh, is what you have when there's no life in it. I heard about Danny from another local soil enthusiast. My name is Joe Isis. I'm an urban farmer here in Houston, and I work for the city of Houston's health department. I'm actually a retired pipe fitter, but after working on weekends, I created an opportunity with a whole bunch of other innovators in land stewardship. That's what we're working on right now, is creating opportunity around the stewardship of land here in Houston. Ask him, and it's clear just how deeply he cares about soil. Why should we care about humus? Humus is the organic part of soil, which is formed when soil microorganisms decompose leaves and other plant material. It's the most powerful thing I, I can think of. And it's all related, you know, when we're talking about the land, we're talking about community health because it's all related. What it is in Houston is, uh, you know, we have all these social issues and they're, they're getting worse. And if we don't do something about them, then uh, we're going to be living in gated communities, and, uh, and that's not healthy. It's easy to collectively decide that problems are someone else's to fix, to separate ourselves. If you're like me, you care that the soil in some Houston neighborhoods is full of lead. We do care, but we don't know what to do. But I think Joe's right. 
social and environmental problems only multiply when we keep ourselves separated. because there are no zoning laws. Everything is everywhere in Houston. Like the school is right there, the homes are right there, there's a factory right there. Joe and Danny mentioned one neighborhood specifically. The, uh, there's a map of the near north side and uh, lead contamination from paint or from industry. It's a, quite a bit of, it's, it's a whole neighborhood. If you saw the map, you would be absolutely terrified. Well, I mean, the toxins that we're talking about is like lead, arsenic, cadmium. Uh... To get rid of toxins like these, people have tried just getting rid of the soil. The typical method of remediating the soil is to excavate the entire thing at a huge cost, ship it somewhere to a special facility, clean it, and then they bring in all new soil on the site. So I don't know if they dispose of that or if they treat the soil, but either way it's extremely expensive. But there is another way. Multicolored guild polypores, sulfur tufts, unzoned rusty guild polypores, turkey tails, dry rot house wreckers. These are all varieties of mushrooms. They're listed in a book called Mycelium Running by Paul Stamets. According to Stamets, mycoremediation is the use of fungi to degrade or remove toxins from the environment. The basic premise is that mushrooms can be selected and trained to break down toxic waste pretty much any toxic waste you can think of. Fungi in general don't get enough credit for what they've done for this planet. Danny says it like this. Certain species hyperaccumulate certain types of toxins in their tissues. The um, mycelium, which are basically, you could, uh, the analogy would be like the roots of uh, the mushrooms, which are basically not roots. But anyway, they mine certain uh, nutrients, which are like these, some of these heavy metals in higher amounts than they do other nutrients, and then they super concentrate it into the mushrooms themselves. So the mushrooms suck up the bad stuff, and then they're harvested and disposed of properly. What you're left with is clean, healthy soil. This is what Danny and Joe are trying to implement in these neighborhoods. They'll spread clean wood chips out over bare contaminated soil. Then they'll cover those wood chips with spores from fungi. The mushrooms take it away from there. Standing in a shipping container during an afternoon downpour, I asked Danny. So do you think that mushrooms can do it all? I think they can. Yeah, it's still all very experimental, you know, and, and they're still doing a lot of research on it in this field. But hanging out with these guys, sometimes I forget about the mushrooms. Joe's more focused on the big picture. So if we start really uh, uh, looking hard at, at where the resources are and then and then figuring out meaningful ways to create those resources for other people. Uh, you know, greatness is a shared event. One Saturday with Joe, we were filling five-gallon containers with soil and seeds. You imagine driving down this neighborhood right here in the near north side and seeing people with containers that we're building today and just loading them up with food. A man came out of his house to see what the heck was going on. He talked to Joe for a long time, about flowers mostly, and he left with a container garden. Joe told me this, we can talk or we can work, or we can talk while we work. 